if someone hits you with your rhythm stick, you can claim for being Ian Juried. <laughs> Write that one down. Come on. Got to the top, we're going higher. Right, good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. Uh, and we are here to cover the entirely bonkers uh, and, yeah, great fun in my opinion. We'll see what the other guys thought in a bit. Um, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Um, in the interim, has anybody seen anything vaguely horror-related in the last seven days? I have. Thank you to, to someone, some mystery person. Uh, I've been watching a few uh, short horror films nice. um, from YouTube. Your horror movie, I think it's called the, the list, possibly. Oh, yes. I, I clicked on the link and up came a load of films. So I watched a few of them, and uh, the first one I went for was called Intense because how could you not see? Something all intense. It was quite intense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think they went for anything too surprising, but it's well done. I, I was surprised at the production value, actually. Hmm. These, and then after watching a couple more, they seemed yeah higher than I was expecting. So I don't know who's behind them, or everyone's got access to great uh, equipment now, perhaps. But hmm. yeah, I watched the first two after that. So I watched. I think it was called Eddie Dust. Which was interesting. It was about a, a guy in a bunker. I think it appeared to be some sort of research uh, setup, and he was uh, looked very gory. The the person who was being studied, um, and that's about all I can say, really. Fair enough. So, when did you? Yeah. So, was this a, a series or is it a? A production company or well it was posted in the welcome to horror <laughs> oh. okay. oh, uh, whatsapp group but, uh was it was it by jennifer it was yes so I, just, I clicked on the link it took me to youtube and i started watching and was so impressed actually that yeah uh so the last one i just watched was called the monster and it was a very uh poignant uh, it was it was about a an actual monsterish looking person who also uh, couldn't die and so was used in horror films uh, to get killed and and play the part of the monster and and it was a uh, it was looking back at i suppose how he viewed early horror films and how modern ones weren't quite uh, they, they lacked something, I suppose mm. you could say, or, or possibly did, and, and how the director was quite abusive to the actors. Um, yeah, really well done. Excellent production and very good. And it's, it is really interesting to see how much can you get into a short story. Mm. You've got to get, get across something emotional, um, something thoughtful, and if you can combine it all together, yeah, great job. So I was really impressed with that. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so just for everyone listening, um, it was the London Horror Society's uh, London Horror Society TV channel on YouTube. <coughs> They've posted 16 short short films, uh, all ranging between about 10 and 20 minutes by the looks of it. Um, so what is the London Horror Society? Um, they put loads of stuff up. I think they put events and things on. I really should be they them. They do. They're the ones. Uh, they're also the ones who I won that DVD bundle off of. Oh, nice! Do you remember a little while back? Yes. Um, it was uh, what was it? Upgrade, get out, and more. Nice. Because they were doing a promo for um, uh, the Invisible Man, the latest one. Yeah. With Elizabeth Moss. Fantastic. Yes, I, uh, I'll definitely be looking at more of their stuff then. And uh, it's like that I love them shorts as well, like that because. You don't have to put aside a full two hours if you've just got 15, 20 minutes just before you go to bed, especially for you, Chris, obviously. It's perfect, yep. yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, excellent, that's all good. 
I think it's, to be honest, I think a lot of the time it's the best way to do horror. Hmm. Horror's almost, it's, it's the, it's horror and comedy and we, we certainly have crossed over today. Um, yes. But horror and comedy, I think both suit brevity. Hmm. Um, cause actually I saw, uh, I think I mentioned it on the, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, apparently Ari Aster who did hereditary and, um, Oh, Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, apparently mm-hmm. he now wants to, his next film, he wants to do, he wants to do a horror comedy, um, which I thought great. Uh, but then he said something about doing a four hour horror comedy and it's like, oh, yeah, I, seriously, I, you couldn't, all the best comedy films, there is no way any of them would sustain. No. Mel Brooks couldn't do a four hours. The guys who did Airplane could not do four hours. Was, wait, was he joking? I don't think he was. <laughs> I, mean, like, the, I mean, the director's cut of Midsummer is practically three hours. So, uh, you know, I mean... He might well be tempted. It, he might be, and it'll have, to be, <laughs> it'll have to be fucking funny. To be be fair though, to be fair though, if you'd added another hour on Stu Pro Part in Massacre Three, I might not have been too upset. Oh really? Yes, that's good. I'm going to count that as an early. Um, uh, Excellent. Uh, Have you been watching any more of your series, your Eli Roth? uh, No. So, so unfortunately, uh, somebody lent me something else called uh, Letter Kenny, and. Oh yes, and that that got in the way of, <laughs> of watching more Eli Roth, yeah, along with these that. other shorts. Uh, <laughs> once I watched a couple, I thought oh, I got to watch some more of these. So, yeah. yeah, they they do draw you in, um, mm. and again, it, again, that's like super low budget. You can see as the series go <laughs> on, um, the budget increases. But yeah, like the first yeah. series is super low budget um, comedy. Um, and it just, I thought you guys would appreciate it because it just absolutely floored me from episode one. So I thought you'd probably enjoy it. As you said, nothing else has come as close to Napoleon Dynamite as that does. <laughs> <laughs> but in a very extra surreal way. Yes. I, I must confess I haven't had a chance to watch as yet Ooh. on Letter Kenny. But uh, I will be, definitely. Excellent, excellent. Um Adam, have you seen anything horror-related since our last meeting? Uh, I started watching um, on Shudder again. Uh, mm. You know, not not that we're sponsored by Shudder, but if they want to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they would be uh, all over that. Exactly, we get them, we get them in. But um, uh, yeah, I started watching Cursed Films. Oh, that looks fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, the, I don't know what the fuck is up with Shudder's portal. Because I clicked on episode one, Poltergeist, and episode two, The Exorcist <laughs> came on. <laughs> Close. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, great. No. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah. They two were labelled as with the one was labelled the Poltergeist, one was labelled The Exorcist. That was episodes one and two. But both of them had the synopsis for The Exorcist on the blurb thing on the, <laughs> oh, on, right. the, uh, on, the on the page. So I chanced my arm and it said episode one Poltergeist. So I thought, all right, I'll put that on. And it was like, no, it's The Exorcist. Okay. So the next one's going to be Poltergeist. And then for some reason, it just automatically played episode five, The Crow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But either way, yeah, a really, really entertaining, good, uh, good series. Hmm. Um, I actually, I mean, I must confess I've, uh, I, Having having returned, uh, I mean, working from home, but having returned out of furlough to actually working, I've managed to catch up on some podcasts, and uh, we were we were paid something of a compliment on uh, not for everyone's uh, heavy metal edition, yes, uh, the Draxlap episode, which I must confess, actually, I'd got I'd started listening to, and then it obviously just not that was obviously what I was listening to just before I was like, we were all locked down. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh yeah, I've never finished this, obviously. Um, but yeah, we got um, uh, 
they were talking about uh, they were talking on there adam and bobby were talking about cursed films on there and bobby said he hadn't bothered with the exorcist because he'd been on with us hmm. and he said so with he knew all the stuff already because he'd been on uh, because he'd been on Welcome to Horror, so yeah, which was uh, rather a compliment. So thank him for that. Go and listen to Not for Everyone podcast because it's great. Do listen to Not for especially the heavy metal episodes because I I really enjoy heavy metal, <laughs> but it's one of those I've seen it three or four times, and every time I can still only remember one of the stories, which is the first one. The rest of it all just kind of. I think it's one of those things I only ever put on late at night when I'm half drunk. It's like I can put that on because it's kind of episodic. Yeah. And I always watch to the end and never remember it, so. Yeah. But, um, oh, this was also something that came up on there and I don't think we've addressed, is they were talking about Dracula. Mm. And, and they said about, mm. um, they said they'd never really got into Danger Mouse, but, you know, they did like Dracula. And uh, they were saying, I suppose, because it's, you know, it was an import, um, I think Welcome to Horror might have a different take on it. And uh, I want to just, uh, answer my certainly from my point of view Danger Mouse and Dracula both fucking rock so, <laughs> and we and Ted I've been introducing Ted to Danger Mouse oh excellent um, so, I've been so I was a big Danger Mouse David Jason Danger Mouse yeah, yeah. Mm. but I didn't quite manage to get into Dracula although one of my friends was really into that it's still it's it's weird because Dracula was in Danger Mouse but he was a villain mm. and someone else did uh. the voice and then they did it for, and then they he got his own spin-off show. Um, but yeah, he was in a couple of episodes of Danger Mouse. Okay, but, it um, seemed like something I should have definitely would have enjoyed, but you know, just sometimes yeah. things don't. If anything, it's just the fucking theme tune was great, especially yeah. the end one. It just had loads of fucked up noises in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I digress. Um, and but yeah, definitely going to check more of the. Uh, Cursed films. They've got what else have they got? They've got the Omen. They've got Poltergeist and uh, the Twilight Zone movie, the eighties um, yes. Twilight Zone movie. So yeah, so but they're they're definitely the only other thing that I could say was horror related is finer fucking Lee. We are getting what we do in the Shadows series too. Yes, ten weeks after every other fuckers had it. Yes, but um, yeah. So I've started watching that as well, obviously because. It's fucking brilliant. It and, is. Uh, yes. They've actually got, I believe, everything. I, th I think all of Series 2 is up on iPlayer, um, but they're showing them, like, every Thursday, two episodes. Mm. So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of sticking to the release schedule just because otherwise I'll blitz my way through. Me and Claire will just blitz our way through it. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it's better to have something. To, it's, it's nicer to have something to actually look forward to rather than, oh, that was good. It's done now, and yeah. now there's just a barren wasteland of television again for the next fucking year or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's started out strong as well. I had a, a recommendation from previous guest Darnie, um, mm -hmm. was telling me to watch Castle Rock, um, which I then suggested to also previous guest, uh, Dr. Dean, uh, yeah, who told me he'd smash through the whole 10 hours in, uh, in under a week. So uh, yep. he has not got the same self-control, but I will be. That is on my list when I've finished uh, the latest season of F is for Family. I'm getting through at the moment, and then that's going to be the next one, I think. Is Castle Rock the... It's not the Stephen King one, is it? Yes. Right yes. yes. Um, because, uh, so, Dean's better half, Natalie, is a massive Stephen King fan. Um, mm -hmm. Dean had, isn't as well-versed, a bit like me. I think he knows the films and has read one or two. Um, same, yeah. But yeah, he said they both enjoyed it as much. So even if you don't know all of the stories, you can still just jump in and, and enjoy it on its own merit. So um, I think that was what I was slightly concerned about, whether I'd get it or whether you had to be well-versed in the books and know the characters. But uh, yeah, he enjoyed it. So I'll definitely be getting into that, I think, next. I th actually, did you see that the, there was, uh, it was doing the rounds on Instagram with a few people that, Stephen King had uh, said that he had uh, he had a book idea for Friday the Thirteenth, and he he said was to do it. Um, his his idea was that you do it from Jason's perspective as a horror story, 
So it's basically Jason dies, is resurrected, dies, is resurrected <laughs> over and over again. And like constantly, you know, having to murder people at the behest of his deranged mother, but also, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, that's actually a pretty good fucking idea. That is a very good idea. I, I think I'd definitely read that. Mm. Um, uh, so I've been, I've done a lot of homework this week. I've been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, I think we should, I know that Adam, I think you put a post up. I don't think it was on Welcome to Her. I think it was on your own one uh, for RIP uh, Ian Home. Yes. Um, yes, it was. Yeah. During the week. Um, yeah. And the very night he passed, I didn't find out about it till the following day. Um, but on that evening, actually, oddly enough, we were re-watching uh, Mystery and Imagination, the old TV mm. show from the 60s, I think, 70s. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Um, and that night, we'd actually been watching their Frankenstein adaptation starring Ian Home, both as the Doctor and as the, the creature. Mm. Um, that is brilliant, that is. It is very good. Very, very yeah. good. Um, uh, also from that series, we watched Uncle Silas, the Sheridan Le Fanu yes. story. That's incredible, that story. I've, I think I've watched that one about three times now, and it's just so dark and sinister. Um, yeah, that's the word I'd use, definitely. Yeah. Sinister is, yeah. Wonderful. It's like it's like Stoker, but someone decided, do you know what? Fuck it. We'll go gothic. Yes. It's like that it's sort super of... super gothic. It's mm, not... Yeah. I think it's one of those, if I'd seen it when I was younger, that French maid woman would have absolutely scared the living piss. She still gives me shivers now seeing it yeah. in, as a 40-year-old man. There's something about her that is so horrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a fantastic adaptation. Um, I also watched the new film on Netflix, a uh, suggestion from friend of the show, Manny. Um, a Spanish... I believe, let me double check, because if not, I will be accused of being racist. Uh, movie on Netflix, Veronica. Uh, oh, right, yes. A group of girls uh, hold a seance in a convent school during, and it's based on true story, apparently, um, hold a seance in the basement during an eclipse and, uh, and bring something to life. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, I sometimes struggle. I'm not, I'm not a slow reader. It's not that, but sometimes with, um, subtitled movies like that, where they're quite fast paced, Mm. I find I spend so much time reading. I kind of miss what's going on, but, um, Mm. yeah, it's really, really good. It's fantastic film. So, uh, I would definitely suggest to anybody to watch that if you can. Yeah, that's been on my watch list for a while now, I think, so I'll, I'll, I'll nudge that up. Uh, yes, yeah, Spanish. Spanish it is, yes. Um, and on top of that, uh, also shared in the Welcome to Horror group, uh, someone at The Guardian has been re-watching the old 1981 Look and Read TV show for teaching kids uh, <laughs> to read and things. Um, Dark Towers. <laughs> Um, for anyone who wasn't a child when we were, just to put it out there, we're not that old. We didn't see it in 1981. So I can only assume it was something that schools recorded on VHS and then would just wheel out once a week and play on cassette, I'd imagine. Well, to, to be honest, now having, having experience of, of television made for children, you suddenly discover there isn't actually that much of it. And fuck me, do they repeat? They repeat it a lot. Ah, yeah. So it could have just been three years later or whatever. They yeah, were. they were probably just doing the rounds because because look and read was going for years, mm. like the 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 show itself. And then yeah, they just do like a it was like almost like a book club thing. Yeah, and because um, I think that was the thing as well as I think it was like that came round. It was part of the thing. Like it was, they had something going on with the schools where you know you that you could buy the book as well so that right. you you know you could have the book and read along sort of thing um yeah so for those who didn't what it was it was a it was a 20 minute show 
and the first 15-ish minutes would be kind of a recap of what happened the week before, but getting you to read along. So you knew the story and they had all the characters and you had to make the links and things. It was like a kind of puzzly type thing. Mm. Um, and then at the end, the last five minutes would be the new part of the story. Uh, it's 10 episodes. So if you just did what I did, which was obviously, I don't need to learn to read. But mind you, having said what I just said about the <laughs> movie, maybe I should go back and give it another go. Um, Top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> cross <laughs> um so i re-watched those but just skipped to the last five minutes of each thing the, the whole story mm. itself is about half an hour long um but yeah that was really good so it's the story of an old house with some ghosts a good ghost and a scary ghost um it did make me think of you actually chris because um and not saying that you are part of the snowflake generation necessarily but you know, we were shown. I, I like these, to give that impression. We yeah. I like to make sure people think I am, <laughs> while not really being. Well, I mean, we were shown this in school. Everybody was sat down and shown this story about ghosts at five or six years old. Whereas the thought mm. of them doing that in schools now, the amount of complaints I think they would get from "You've scared my child" or whatever, and it made you know. I don't remember anybody being scared when we were five years old watching it, but you know. Yeah, we we watched it. I, th um, I I wonder if it's something we should cover, maybe just as a bonus or something like that, just because definitely because it's, it's all up on YouTube, so it is something yes. that people mm, could watch. Yeah. And like you say, you don't have to watch the subsequent show. I must admit, I was on a nostalgia trip, so I've only watched the first episode because again, this was something Jennifer put up on the Welcome to Horror. She's uh, been busy. Group. She has she been has, busy. Yeah. Um, uh, which you may wonder how well educated your children may be so, <laughs> by by dint of this that she was that busy um, but um yeah and uh, so i watched the first one but i watched the whole thing because basically it was a whole nostalgia trip yeah. of like mm. oh yeah i remember that and i remember woody's word cave where he invited me and it's that <laughs> thing where you just watch old kids tv and it can't help but feel noncy um <laughs> You know, but when when you've got, because it's the weirdest thing is that I, I suddenly realised, and this was something that obviously I didn't get as a kid, is that there's the, because you've got a, a human presenter and you've got Wordy, who is the sort of, the, the, but he's meant to be a golf ball typewriter thing, isn't he? Hmm. I never got that as a kid. It was just like, who's this orange cylinder prick with fucking letters stuck to his head on squares because we'd never seen a golf ball typewriter because it was old when we were do you know what I mean when we were watching it and it was only sort of yeah putting my Columbo head on and going oh it's a golf ball typewriter there you go so that's another mystery solved yeah so I don't know if it would work necessarily for anyone who hasn't got that nostalgic uh, edge to it but it's it is Christopher Biggins is in it, which is always yeah. Mm -hmm. David Collins as well, and David yes. Collins who uh, passed away. Um, was it this year? I think it was this year. Um, like who's the dad in it? The um, uh, he oh. was yeah he was um, like he was a brilliant character actor. He was the voice of Monkey. Oh. Uh, you know, in the like the the dubbed version mm. of monkey magic when it I came over here know that yeah so Dave, david collins is uh, loads of doctor who was in sapphire and steel so big it was it was a sad day in this house yeah much absolutely. the same as really in home but yeah he was a character actor of no but like you say he got biggins in it the weirdest thing for me was the kid um has actually got went on to be like the head of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society in the 80s mm. and became the editor of Doctor Who magazine, and quite rightly so, because he's a fucking awful actor. That's him, yeah. Like Edward Dark. Yeah, Gary Russell's like a huge sort of name within Doctor Who fandom who sort of genuinely ended up making a career out of it. He's like written books and stuff like that and uh, audio plays and things like that so yeah so it was quite again and the music on it was just pure bloody that was radiophonic workshop from the 80s yeah 
That was, that, 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 that was what the most nostalgic bit for me was that music. It was because it was that excitement when you were a kid in the eighties and you were sat in front. You were either copying stuff out of a book or off the board. So getting to watch, yeah, twenty TV and a week class. in front of the TV. So as soon as that music, it was the eyes when the TikTok eyes started. Yeah, that was when the excitement started, and then the music. Um, yeah, so that was a good look way. around you. Yeah. <laughs> look around you. So that was how we all learned to read uh, because we didn't have the bang bus, which is a <laughs> to this evening's movie. If only there was the bang bus. <laughs> oh, one one other thing that has uh, appeared. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the the teaser trailer for the new Candyman mm-hmm. from oh, uh, Jordan Peele's production company. It's not him directing, but he's producing. Mm. Um. And it's just done like a shadow puppets, but it's really mm. good, really fucking intriguing. Mm. And um, they've got like a, uh, well, I mean, the original's a music box essentially anyway, but they've got like the, ca- the, the original Candyman theme from the, oh, fi- from the original film is used on the trailer with the sort of dun-dun-dun-dun. And it looks like that, I don't know whether there's going to be a thing where it's like, because it seems to suggest that there's a Candyman, but a more modern version. Hmm. And then it shows you the old school version of Candyman and how hmm. he becomes what he is. Okay. But it's interesting, but it looks like, so I don't know whether it's going to be the old spirit passing on to a new person who becomes an, a new Candyman or what the, you know, I, I, to be honest, I've tried to avoid too much about it just because i would actually want to watch it yeah because oh definitely because they've said it's like i think they have said that it's a a continuation or a sort of building on the old legend uh, the old story rather than just a, a a remake or a reboot um but yeah it looks very looks like it could be very intriguing so we could do a yeah. comparison well, I mean, I, I, st- I still, I mean, Candyman is definitely a film we should cover at some point just because yeah. it's fucking great. I mean, mm. we've, di- we've just done Hellraiser, so I suppose a, 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 too many barkers at once, but definitely at some point, I think we've got to cover it because, yeah, it's another, certainly an iconic 90s uh, horror film and, and sort of subsequent franchise. Yeah. I think I mentioned before, I have seen it once, definitely, but all I can remember is that you stand in front of the mirror and you say Candyman three times and then he appears and kills you. Yeah, and the same thing could be said of Bloody Mary, Biggie Smalls, <laughs> um, you know, as in South Park and, yeah. So Yeah, Virginia Madsen's fantastic in that, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I and Tony Todd's just a fucking legend. Tony Todd always is, always. That was that was something obviously is because um, uh, I was waxing lyrical somewhat to Claire about the Crow as we were watching the Crow episode of Cursed Films, and I'm like, but it's got Tony Todd in it, and it's got Michael Wincott in it, and it's like that's a lot of bass in your monitors for voice wise, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've got Tony Todd and Michael Wincott. That's that's some heavy, heavy <laughs> voice work. <there. laughs> Excellent. Right, so. On to this evening's movie. So, as I'm keen to see what you both made of this, it is very daft, extremely daft, um, but I, I thought it, it, it was a, a bit of a love letter to Slashers, and um, yeah, and sometimes you just want something absolutely stupid and puerile, and this is definitely that. Um, so I'd like to say there was an underlying theme of of seriousness that that threaded its way through, and I think that was, as you say, a love letter to to slashers. Mm-hmm. I think they actually had spent quite a lot of effort, really, in in it's more than I expected from the title, certainly. So you were a fan then, Chris? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'd like to say uh, it was awesome, seriously better than I expected, 
And for those of you not watching, the subtitle is just read, Help, I'm locked in a dungeon and I'm forced to watch horror films. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I thought, like, the jokes throughout were, were actually really good. Hmm. Like, I think they had spent some time writing this and thinking it through. And, like, it was a good satire. I would say they had, you know, all the tropes in there and presented it in a way that, yeah, it was funny, but it did suggest that they really liked, you know, these sort of films. So I was, I was actually really impressed. There's definitely someone who knows their stuff who, uh, mm. who mm. put it all together. Um, and the production, I would also say, was better than I was expecting too. Like the, the scenes where they showed them falling through the, the water and just uh, just yeah some of the scenes were just yeah done really well and in fact it did actually remind me and as we've mentioned something we should watch nightmare on elm street the way they were killed yes. was definitely reminiscent of that it's, it, to do with the speed of it and the way it suddenly it was about something that the people were into or passionate about or scared of or it was like related to them you know and it, yeah so I think that yeah, is actually true. on our list for our next watch from the last episode, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. So we just have to choose which one. I'm slightly concerned now, though, that Nightmare on Elm Street 1 may not be as good as this. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we could see. But, yeah. No, this, I, I thought it was great. Really. So it'd be interesting to see what Adam thinks. Yes. What did you think, Adam? Well, I'm afraid I I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been, win. I've been. I just wanted to just give you that moment's hesitation there for a moment, <laughs> uh, which is why I've not uh, I've not been able to enthusiastically piss myself laughing about the subtitles <laughs> and the kills and the stupid fucking dialogue and <laughs> just yeah. But no, I mean when you said. Uh, when you said uh, Big Money Hustlers, I know exactly where you're coming from. And it's not just a fat chief of police with a moustache being ridiculous. <laughs> but definitely, I mean, it's... I think it... So, uh, yeah, it's like, like I say, it's been my first week back working and that has been a pain in the arse, frankly. And... Um, <laughs> You know, you just kind of get used to it. Is sort of, um, so, yeah, getting back into the swing of it. And I think Wednesday, I was just really at a cusp point of sort of like, oh, I just don't want to do anything. And and Claire said, well, what's the film you've got to watch? And I was like, well, it's this Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. <laughs> so I thought, put it on. And genuinely, it was, it, I genuinely was like actually laughing out loud. And it was like that's from the from the sort of moody sort of state I'd been in. Uh, it was quite a, it was a nice pickup, I think, definitely. Because I think I think in any way, shape, or form, if if I could have found something to moan about, I would have done. But genuinely, <laughs> but genuinely, it just totally I didn't expect it. Just totally caught me off guard because I think. Uh, yeah, and like you say, Chris, you go in with no expectations. Whether think, that that may help to some degree, mm, but, but I think it. Well, I think I went in with low expectations just based mm, on the title. But yeah, yeah, it's just fucking so fucking stupid <laughs> and so fucking <laughs> daft that I just and weirdly enough, and you know, without sort of sort of going too sort of like uh, too far with it, weirdly. It it was reminiscent of sort of stuff like Mel Brooks or things like that, mm. where it's you know, I mean, you don't don't get into the sort of levels of improvised absurdity that this did, but you have there's definitely, you know, I think that's also the thing is it's clearly people who know how to be funny and how to write funny rather than they were accidentally funny at points. Yes, mm. when they were making it or something like that, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's done right and mm. done well, and yeah, I mean, certainly, it, it's one of those weird things as well where I think it almost feels like it would be like, say, 
like how I watched Carry On Screaming as a kid. Whereas yeah. I think, weirdly enough, if you were sort of if you if you were like sort of young, and happened into this film, do you know what I mean? I think if you watched it young enough, you you could follow it just as a straight slasher film because it kind <laughs> of it fulfills all those roles c- correctly. Hmm. And like Motherface does have a series of Bond, Freddy Krueger style one-liners. Mm. Every time something, you know, like sort of, every time she kills someone, it's uh, with like the, an offhand remark. So the reigning men one is the one that just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, when she pulled the guy in half and his his guts all just fell <laughs> over and yeah, it just. But it, again, like you were saying, Chris, the like the actual kills in it, considering the budget, mm. um, even the very first kill. So at the beginning, when he's in. Uh, with the counsellor. Yeah, that was a nice build-up. Because like, <laughs> mm. it, it unfolded where, you know, you could see something was happening. Clearly, it wasn't going to be going well soon. But it was quite a nice, you know, the sort of cut to it, cut back, and, and yeah, took you into the story. Now, but, so was there actually a one and two? No. Right, okay. No. I, mean, I, I thought, I thought you said there wasn't. And so, yeah, it was kind of interesting doing that. I guess, you know, that's, again, part of the satire is the same thing happening over and over to some degree, but it's different-ish every time. Um, I think I think it's also something worth considering that there is a weird... There's a weird thing, and I was sort of considering it um, in terms of uh, horror franchises. Weirdly enough, number three tends to be a fucking good one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. You get a, it's a weird thing. You always get like the first one's great and obviously sparks off the thing, but the third one, oddly enough, like so Nightmare on Elm Street, you get Dream Warriors, which is fantastic. You know, uh, Hellraiser three, although it's not, uh, you know, it's to be honest, Hellraiser is a bit of a different conception because I think part two. It's also, yeah. you know, it because conti- it continues the story, but it actually has more story, yeah. Rather than usually what happens in franchises, it's like here's, here's number two, and it's the same bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But three, they usually sort of rethink it and think, right, we've got to do this. Mm. We, this is where we fucked up last time, so we do this. And you, and um, although is it's like e- the, Exorcist, Exorcist three is great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Legion. I haven't seen two, so I can't comment. But. Um, oh, uh, Friday the 13th 3 is where he gets the hockey mask. Yeah. Mm. So it's the kind of beginning of the real iconography of those films. You've got, uh, and, and then weirdly, even though it's an outlier, Halloween 3 is, although it's got nothing to do with the Michael Myers thing, that's probably what makes it great in my book. Yeah, you know what I mean yeah, because it's, it me. isn't, and but I mean it's sort of that's a bit of a half and half one because I think if you you know for anyone for the Michael Myers devotees, obviously that is completely out the window because it's not anything to do with the other films. Um, but yeah, the third does seem to be, you know, they tend to be pretty good. So it's almost like they've decided, well, we'll we can do <laughs> if we just put in a flashback and then we bring out the best of the, the the best one of the series as it were. Yeah. So, but I, yeah. So I, but like you say, I think like that, like you say, Chris, that opening sequence, that actually would be oddly a good way to start a flasher film Mm. with the psychiatrist, especially when it's like, Oh, how do we, how do we get people to recap this? Yeah. You know, and I think, um, yeah, I think there's a sort of, there's an underlying thing there where you kind of, th- it's a bit like, say, like Matt Holness going on to do Possible and things like that, where it's, actually, these guys could probably do a good horror film. Yeah. Like a good straight mm. horror film. I mean, frankly, like you said, Chris, I want another hour of it. I'd rather they were still <laughs> pissballing about and... <laughs> You know, there was sort of... Also, I do love the fact that it's the... I do love the fact that there's the the head turn of where it's usually 
it's usually how women appear in slasher films that all the guys it's they get they're getting they're their clothes off, off. Yeah. or like you know and he walks out and he tears he tears it so you can see his midriff yeah. like his jumper just gets torn on <laughs> a nail and stuff like that and also just that, that i mean if it, if it wasn't for the fact that uh you know i don't want to well i just don't want to dis- disappoint your respective partners by turning you um i was thinking that i could just rip my shirt <laughs> and shout no <laughs> um uh, but obviously you know we've got a, with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> so i don't want to i don't want to get you guys salivating you know um knocking on my door we're on lockdown come on guys we have to leave <laughs> but um so that's a good point i don't know how much of it is at this stage of lockdown you know this level of <laughs> humor <laughs> is, is very welcome it's hard mm. to say if, if that's affecting it but yeah, definitely. Are you saying we're was. switching the characters as well from the male to female? The the whole thing with Todd and Sam and him saying, "Don't leave me alone." She's going to try and take <laughs> my virginity. Yeah, and that whole her coaxing him round to sex in the tent. <laughs> I've told you not to bring me delicious treats. <laughs> the tents outside. Yes, the tents in the garage. Oh, was the it the tent? Hmm. I was going to make a note of that because they said about five times. I was going to try and slip it into the intro somewhere. I forgot to make a note of it. I made a note of all the other stuff. That's the thing is I sort of like I was I was putting my sort of notes together this morning because that's what happened is I sort of watched it. I had the notebook there. Notebook didn't get touched because I was just watching the film and just enjoying it. Um, and also there was sort of there was because I mean it's, it's weird that there's there's a few famous faces in there. Yes. Where again, I wasn't expecting there to be anyone I knew. Hmm. Uh, but you've got like Patton Oswalt, you've got Chris. Oh, he he was the, the police yeah. the chief, yeah. Yeah. And you've got Chris's favourite, Nina Hartley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and, yeah. and Andrew uh Andrew, Andrew Wang. Oh sorry. I completely yeah. forgot that he was in this until there was somebody <laughs> and I was like I completely forgot he existed. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> which, which again is great. I love the fact that they address that that he's left on the roof and you forget all about him until the closing credits and they're running down all the names and he's still up there just eating apples. Perfect. Happy yeah. he survived the entire thing because everyone forgot he existed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there's. There's so much ridiculousness. I mean, even little touches like, do you realise how turbo is spelled? Yes, because only because it's written on the back it's, of his wax stick. Of his, yeah, of his like <laughs> his hazing paddle. But yeah, when it was like it's turbo, <laughs> just yeah. And like you say, there's the bit where someone speaks French or whatever, and the, the subtitles mm. just come up with. Help! I'm trapped in a in a basement. I'm forced to write subtitles. <laughs> I, I really liked. I really like the. I really like the adverts because. Yes, I really yeah. That feels. That's another good thing as well. Is that it does have that feeling of people, who, who um. Uh, funnily enough, this came up on, uh, on Instagram the other day because obviously we've when we posted for. Um, Phantom of the Paradise two episodes ago mm-hmm. and uh, someone mentioned on there they said oh I love you, you, a lot of love for Phantom of the Paradise on Instagram yeah. actually um, but someone uh, someone posted on there that they they said oh it's a classic film had it on VHS for years and then someone taped over it yeah <laughs> and I was like and I, th- and I just put that, that and I was just thinking that's just a horror story in and of itself isn't it? <laughs> but but only one that you understand if you've got if you're from then the VHS it. generation yeah. Yeah. like when you know it's not long before that's just going to be so confusing to someone mm. watching this film like what is going on <laughs> well I mean there's I mean it's like that thing there's loads of uh, there's obviously YouTube is filled to the brim with reaction videos of people reacting mm. and people reacting to those reactions and things like that but there's some interesting stuff on there, and there's things like uh, teenagers being given old computer equipment and like trying to switch it on. But yeah. one of the real fundamental ones is 
they had like a three and a half inch uh, disc. Mm. And, and someone, and one of them just held it up and went, why would you 3D print the save button? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that you know, actually that's, is like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what that is to yeah. them. It's like, what, yeah, why have you done that? What is this? An ob- what is this? Like yeah. a, a objet d'art, a bit of like, you know, a bit of sculpture. Yeah. Um, without actually, yeah, without it sort of coming from anywhere else. And I think it might be the same with this, but it's just like, yeah. but I just love the, I love the fact the adverts don't go, you don't have like, it's not, oh, what's the, what is the John Landis film? Is it, it's um, Amazon Women on the Moon, which has lots of adverts in it, doesn't it? Uh, yes, I think. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah, or, this, or Kentucky Fried Movie and stuff like that. They all have like. I think, oh, it's Kentucky Fried Movie, yeah, it's got some adverts in it, yeah. But I like the fact that it's just someone's edited the adverts. Yeah. But you still get like a banana in a hammock with board question mark above it and then it cuts back into the film or the fact that someone's gone over a video of a kid mowing the lawn yeah. <laughs> what are you doing buddy doing some mowing and then comes in. that's what i mean like even they're jokes and they're silly but they have put some effort into it Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Definitely. So I think for Pete, I think they're definitely of our generation who yeah. look back lovingly on all these Absolutely. things we had to put up with. Um, so how did, how did you come across this, Lee? Um, I, it was on, I think it was on one of those, I, I, I hate to admit that I clicked on one, but I think it was one of those lists of, uh, you know, on like IMDb, you get the people made lists of like, mm films you should have seen and I'm sure it was like a comedy horror one or something like that oh, right. okay. um, and I clicked for, and the name just stood out and I was like oh, do you know what I'm gonna go and track that down so mm. I managed to find a copy um yeah and again so I didn't have any expectations at all and I put it on yeah and it just totally blew me away I just laughed out loud for the entire <laughs> I remember coming on the, the episode straight after and raving about it and Jennifer sort of yeah, me off and going, what have you been watching when I'm not there? Like, what? what? I was like, no, no, it's genuinely, it's really, really good. <laughs> she just wouldn't have it. That's why she isn't here this evening. I still couldn't convince her. She was like, no, I'm not going to watch it. It's going to be awful. It's not. Yeah, to be fair, I don't know if it is necessarily for her. This yeah, yeah. It's a good Con- consider- considering how she reacted to young Frankenstein with, say, the knockers joke. Yeah. Very possibly, this wasn't g- gonna be her cup of tea. No, no, <laughs> not. Um, but just, I mean, some of the lines in this, I just, I started noting them down, and then there were so many, I just stopped. Yeah. Um, Pl- please quote some because I've been trying to rack my brains, and there's like, lit- the only thing I can think of is, I don't know why, but it's when, uh, what is the copper? Is it Sminkle? Yes. Yes. Sminkle, yeah. Where it's just it's just the way he just goes And now the wolves are coming. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll sleep here for the night and just <laughs> When there's a dead body wrapped up in his van, he just gets out and goes, Oh, why can't that be a person in the <laughs> <laughs> Um um his opening line when you see him in the bullpen snorting coke off of his desk <laughs> and that's at the top of his voice, I'm an immortal fuck machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chief then gives him a, a, a really good uh, so he thinks case to follow up and he says but don't you hate me you called me a cum bubble only yesterday okay. <laughs> um, and my my favourite one that at the time I had to pa- I literally had to pause it the first time I was watching it because I laughed so hard and then I felt guilty for laughing and that made me laugh even harder um, is when Samantha is trying to get in um, and Derek is trying to stop him and Turbo says to him, uh, oh, that's because they're, they are, they're the Chico Rapiers is their team, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And he says, as he walks past him, he says, your brother's always going to be more rapier than you are. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh. just, it's genius. It's yeah. terribly genius. And just, um, yeah. Uh, the clean-up montage song 
That, I, I could have yeah. listened to that for 15 minutes. That could have gone on for yeah. forever. Curiously enough, actually, that was one thing I really, I mean, you know, you know me in a soundtrack, but I was actually really sort of, I'm always impressed, especially when it's something like this, because this, this veers all over the place. They put in, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it doesn't need a cohesive soundtrack because it's mm. not. So you don't have like, you don't have leap motifs or, you know, um, you know, really parts of it that e- foreshadowing and echoing and things like you don't need any of that in this score. You just need it spot on. And it's like, yeah, so you've got an 80s montage song. You've got the right ridiculous song. Also, this is something. This predates Mandy. Yes. And you've got a pizza goblin. Yes. Advert, yes. Which yes. did make me think about Cheddar Goblin. And I thought, oh, have you... Have you seen Dude Bro Party? <laughs> Panos Cosmatus, have you seen? <laughs> I put it to you, sir, that you have seen Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. <laughs> now, what say you? <laughs> the, I think, oh, what was it? Uh, there's, there's the line about, it was something about just like, now you just go ahead and fuck off then, is another line in it. <laughs> but also the, <laughs> what was it, the, the thing with uh, that that man's assaulting that child shaking <laughs> <laughs> him going what is it you think you're better than me because you've got a fancy <laughs> fancy job and a shirt and tie or something <laughs> i'm just like just gently sort of like shifting him from side to side and yeah also also if this was a serious serious fucking film and they ended it with, it turns out she was a bag of oranges all along. Yeah. <laughs> I would marry that film. Yeah. That, that, that is next level Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's Tales of the Unexpected. You know, that's the one, that's yeah. the route you need to go down. But yeah, it's just poxy. I mean, it's, so fucking stupid. Um, so also, stupid. when he says it? the dream ending, and he, he says, I know who you are, mother face, you're Ronald Reagan. I was like, yeah. oh, that makes as much sense as anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they actually bothered to explain it for quite a long time. <laughs> it's like, well, what, yeah, but it's, what? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's starting to make sense. Maybe it could be. <laughs> but, but also, <laughs> just the fact that it's this, this sort of like overblown animal house sort of thing. Where it's meant to be, oh yeah, we've got like these uh, end of term pranks that include mm. toppling a Nicaraguan dictator <laughs> and turning drought town into river world or whatever it is, where it's like <laughs> we blew up the dam and killed. But, but they <laughs> killed his family but improved his business. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, to be honest, that was just something that I just thought was. Again, I would want it in a serious horror film. Just the bit where he's out on the pedlo and <laughs> Motherface was going to shoot him and then he blows his fucking brains out. Yeah, there's good physical acting there. You get, you get the message. It's really well done. But, um, and also, um, isn't one of them's um, Mark from The Room, isn't he? Uh, I'm Derek? Sure. Which one's Derek? Is Derek the guy who gets who's afraid of tools because his family yeah, yeah he mm. is he's mark from the room oh. as in oh you're tearing me apart oh, is it really? oh, oh. hi mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i see now that was another one of the the again i don't want to spoil all the lines in it but i think that was when i was watching it for the first time and i was trying to decide whether or not i was enjoying it and then you meet derek and he says Hi, I'm Derek. I'm head of this fraternity because everyone loves me. You just did. Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> 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 right, oh, but it's, yeah. And and you've got and obviously just the central absurdity of the twin coming <laughs> to investigate. And, you know, and everyone's right, going, oh, you twin. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Now now we now we dance. My investigation. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what, we're ter- what, what, 
No, but so, um, Samzi, what was with his robot? Like, did I, I did think, have I missed something here? Where you've he was not, that, no, where, I don't think you've missed So they've thing, done that mate. deliberately, and I was like, yes. oh, I'm sure we should be more concerned that he's back here, and then, okay, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's explained. But, but again, that's, there's another sort of element, uh, a sort of, uh, it's not, it's not even just a horror trope it's an action trope as well mm. of like technology way out of the league of anything yeah. that yeah. actually could be possible it's, like, it's just fine yeah yeah that he's built an exact robot <laughs> duplicate or even that motherface has that device that can inject into his brain and control him yeah but so, a, that was the one that reminded me especially of, of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, just it suddenly appears, it's in him, and she's controlling him, and it's like, yeah. 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 I think you're right there. I think there's a, yeah, there is a lot to be, um, there's, you know, there's a lot in there that definitely, A, shows the love of it, shows that you realise how bloody stupid it is, or absurd it can be. Um, and yeah, it's just so bloody silly. Yeah, so, but yeah, I've I've this was this was a when when we sort of envisaged an idea of right, uh, yeah, everything's everything's got a bit tense in it. So shall we escape from reality by watching the stupid stuff? We are heading for a in, few in a direction. We, we did really. We, Everyone came up trumps, but certainly <laughs> you did it on this one, Lee. Yeah. Because, yeah, this was uh, just so, <laughs> so, basically, so right for the podcast, but also so pissing funny that it's sort of, yeah. Yeah, as I said, I discovered this for the first time about a year ago. My, no, wouldn't actually be that long ago, probably, probably eight months ago. Um, yeah, and this was my third viewing of it because it's, yeah. It's just good fun. It's one of those just daft movies you can just put on when you're not in the best of moods, as you say, Adam, you know. Mm. You a stressful day at work, you just want to switch off. You want something so dumb and the jokes are so quick fire that you don't have time mm. to... Yeah, it just doesn't let up from beginning to end. I mean... It's an hour can you explain beefing to me? What, what is... Ah, is it think, just... Now, I think that's an American term. Uh, uh, and it's... It's funny because I heard it in this, but I've also heard it in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, okay, oh, right. Okay. But the, like the obvious thing is, is a, a raging vegetarian, and they put him in a box which has glory hole written on it. On it, and he's meant to beef, and he just needs to beef. But I think it's just like losing your shit, basically. Um, yeah, because there was a line in Brooklyn Nine Nine. There was a character in it called Beefer. And they said his mm. name was that because he beefed on his first day. And he was uh, particularly... on Maybe one of our American listeners... <laughs> needs to... Um, yeah. It's not something that we... Uh, it's, but it was some, still very funny. someone access to Urban Dictionary? Yeah. I am on it. Like a car bonnet. In the meantime, the subtitles Here is say... the music. <laughs> <laughs> Just clicked on Urban Dictionary on the search engine, and the top thing that's come up: Urban Dictionary, June fourteenth, cop sucker. No idea. Mm. I'm not gonna. I think cop is having some beef. <laughs> Urban Dictionary beef. Uh, is uh. Anticipation. Are they? Well, no, it's saying here the it's if, grudge, but we know that. Yeah, because that's if you've got beef with someone. Mm, yeah. yeah. I know that. So try beefing. Just try it, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it took me five days, but I. I finally beef. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just getting the same sort of thing. If anyone Fair knows. Enough. Yes, let, let us know. We'd be very pleased to hear it. Because it's, it's like I've only ever heard it in this and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and in neither mm. was it particularly well uh, described. So it's clearly not a term that we use over here. So, uh, But yeah, it didn't make it any less funny when he finally loses his shit. Yeah. Out of that cardboard box. 
it's also just it's also just the fact that uh, the guy's trapped under uh, under the tree and I, he wants him to pass him his camera because yeah. it's a really great shot so of him getting his intestine, like getting split in half. But also the fact that he's like, no, you can't get out of the box still. Yeah. <laughs> that was another great kill. The vegetarian, when she cuts his stomach, puts the end of his intestines in the yeah. toilet and then flushes it and it all just... Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that was also one of those ones where I was going, I reckon that work. oh yeah so uh so for anybody who hasn't seen it who's having a bit of a rough time as i'm sure we all are right now in lockdown and uh and everything that's going on if you just want something absolutely daft that will just make you smile and laugh out loud for an hour and a half go and find uh dubro party massacre 3 it is exceptionally mental it's just, yeah, it's. I would say yeah. Turn off the expectations and just piss yourself laughing. Yeah, that's. That and, is and it. Like we, you say, admire the craft now. work. Admire the craft of it as well. Mm. Yeah, and it's got again the, the, the like the film stock and stuff. It's got that really eighties look, and it's got that VHS yeah. line across the bottom all the time. Yeah, yeah just everything about it. it's just got a, a really nice nostalgic feel to it and uh yeah again again go, going back to that sort of thing of like say like dark place or danger five or something like mm. that people people who know what they you know they know not it's not just sort of like oh we're going to do it like this they know that that's how it's got to look yeah and they like you say yeah. you've got to put that so many references and, yeah. yeah yeah um and yeah, I just, I mean, the adverts just gave me yeah. such joy. <laughs> so. Excellent. Um, right. So for next episode, as mentioned a little bit earlier, um, we're going to be covering one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Um, Chris, have you seen any of the original Elm Streets? Yeah. So, so funnily enough, it's three that I know. Yep. I don't know, um, it might be that I was just old enough to watch one when three came out. I don't know what year it was, but I remember it was, it must have been when we got Sky and it was advertised quite a lot. And yeah. it was sort yeah. of, what, what is that? That's, is that around 90? Let me. Uh, so I was thinking 90. 87. Oh, okay, oh, right. Then okay, so earlier than I thought. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely didn't watch it when I was seven. <laughs> Um, I kind of think I was 15, maybe. I know, I mean, I, I know, obviously, I, I mean, I, I still think there is something to be said to watch the first one. Yes. Because, but then, you know, mate, there you go. Maybe we need, maybe we need to obey the rules of Do Bro Party Massacre 3. We did it with The Exorcist. Yeah, we watched Exorcist one, Exorcist three, not two. It's shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is that true for Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Well, Nightmare on no. Elm Street two is just Nightmare on Elm Street two. I think is also one of the first films I ever heard of, or well, not ev- not that I ever heard of, but it's like the earliest film I can think of that I've heard from a franchise where it was that thing of someone had written a script and they said, "Oh, if you can put Freddy Krueger in this." Yeah, it wasn't actually mm. written as a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. It okay. was a horror movie they had kicked around. Add and him in, it. and that will boost it. Yeah, we can sort of, you know, if we, it's it gives us a ready-made sequel that someone's mm. already written, mm. and we've only got to rewrite the villain to be Freddy coming back. Okay, and so yeah, so uh, two is not not particularly great. No, but I mean, we could we maybe could do one and three like as. Two, as two separate episodes I mean you know just as a thought I think that's a fantastic I'll idea definitely right? be up for that yeah, yeah without a doubt because it maybe it's like it's like with jokes where you get the rule of three and maybe that's the same for horror franchises it's the rule of three where it's like yeah if you if you're going to watch it if you're going to watch any one of them watch the original and the third one yeah so except for Hellraiser where you watch one two three and four yes absolutely and five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no. That sounds That's just perfect. me. Um, this will give me a good excuse as well, as Chris bought me for Christmas, not Christmas this year, Christmas the year before, um, the Blu-ray box set of the first five, I think. Um, oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, so this will give me an excuse to, uh, to go back and see them in all their beautiful Blu-ray glory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and as I've said many times, you know, growing up, even before I'd seen these films, I was absolutely obsessed with the concept. So, uh, yeah, doing two of these back to back, I think, is a brilliant excuse for me to uh, to put some time to. And I'm off work all next week, so uh, nice. Even better. Yeah, so I might even watch two as well, just to discuss <laughs> it and not, uh, you know, yeah. not to encroach on our uh, our episode time. <laughs> um. Excellent. Fantastic. Right. So, uh, thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Um, we will see you again next week. Uh, as uh, We're still in lockdown, so are we going to continue weekly for the time being? Um, yep. I would say so. Yeah. Um, we're actually, I mean, this is episode, what, 83, I think? I think it might be, yeah. You know, so, you know, I think we ke- we keep going and soon we've got to hit the big 100. Yeah, we need to think of something a bit, a bit special. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that. So that that's something to stick our thinking caps on for as well. In the meantime, yeah. Good I mean, we've got we've got twenty odd weeks. I mean, it's not exactly <laughs> urgent, but, but, but yeah, still, start yeah. thinking now. Excellent, fantastic. Thanks ever so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week for Nightmare on Elm Street. Night. Night. Sweet dreams. Don't beef. <laughs> or do I I if it turns out it's good yeah yeah i just have <laughs> <laughs> it was that good <laughs>